how people talk about soccer here in 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 St. Louis, and everybody's like, I totally love soccer, and I didn't believe that was the case before moving here, but now you see it um, every game now, two games back home here, fantastic supporters. Good morning and welcome to a new edition of the City Voice podcast. I'm very excited today because we are joined by another very special guest. I am joined by Joachim Nielsen. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How's it feel to, to be in this stadium overlooking the pitch? The first, the first player to get to sit in this room and do a podcast, look over that green pitch. Fantastic view. I mean, I just want to go out there to play, but I mean, this stadium, City Park, is amazing. Have you had um, a chance to sit in the stands and, and watch watch some games this season? Yeah, I mean, we had first game I sat with my, my family over down there, uh, close to the pitch. Uh, great view. But then last game, they had to stay home. It was so cold. So we had this suit uh, with the players. So, yeah, great view from there. The uh, It was a bit of a tradition at City 2 to see you after the games uh, walking with your family on the pitch, did uh, have, have your boys been out on the pitch yet to experience this? Uh, yeah, I mean, we we flew to Austin also, yeah, uh, and there uh, Theo, my oldest son, he got to experience uh, the first away win with the rest of the guys in the locker room and also on the pitch. So fantastic! He, we also did that in, in in Germany when I played there. So he really enjoyed that. He he just wanted the the ball and play and score some goal, but we, we unfortunately we couldn't find one that game. I'm sure the academy are watching him with an eagle eye, looking to get him in in the future. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna um, we're gonna talk about your career to date. We're gonna talk about your first impressions of St. Louis, um, and we're gonna talk about what your expectations are for the year. But before we get into that, we have to ask you some extremely important questions, uh, honest answers only, and we will know. Um, so we're gonna start off. Um, this is an interesting one because I think I know best player you've played against. Against? Oh, do I have to be quick or can I? You can, you can ruminate yeah. on this one. I mean, if I say one specific game, I w- was having a tough time with Turam and uh, Junior, um, played in Gladbach. Uh, but like I played against Haaland as well. He, he was t- tough to play against, so maybe he's the toughest opponent here. Yeah. Hot yeah. striker right now, hot striker. I have to say so, yeah. Who is the best player you've ever played with? With, uh, that must be Slatan. Slatan, that's a good one, that's a good one. Okay, uh, I've got a choice of three Swedish dishes. Uh, excuse uh, my pronunciation. I'd like you to tell us what these are, mm-hmm. um, because uh, they're a bit controversial. Uh, Surströming. Surströming, yeah. What's that? It's like uh, sour herring. It uh, comes in a can. And the one thing is sure is you shouldn't open it inside the house. You should open it outside because it smells. It smells for days if you have it inside. Um, I love it, and my family we've been eating it since I was uh, since I was a kid. So for me, it's tradition. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, whenever I go, come back home, I I always eat that at least one time. So okay, uh, similar. Yeah, we have something called. F- uh, Fetistan uh, with the the semla. It's a bun uh, out with whipped cream and some almond paste, I guess. Um, I mean, it's popular in Sweden. Uh, we we have a day for that one, so it's big. But I uh, 
Uh, I don't really like that one. Not to a be big honest. fan. No. Um, Kales caviar. Kales caviar also like comes from the fish. It comes in a tube. You can buy it at IKEA, yeah. uh, which I did, and I got it back in my my fridge back home. So uh, also very smelly. You put it as a paste on on um, yeah on the sandwich or um, put it on egg or um, I love it. To be honest, uh, so so if you were going to recommend one of those, which one will we be well, taking I, into the players? I mean, I have to recommend the semla because I think that's like a dessert, that's a sweet thing. Uh, but I w- it would be fine to it would be I would love to see people eat uh, sushrumming because uh, I think they will just throw up or something. <laughs> I think the team is going to take a note of that. We'll get that on the uh, on the content list. Uh, favorite place to vacation in Europe. Oh, good question. Um, I've been to Greece a couple of times. I like Greece, so uh, yeah. City you'd most like to visit in America? Hmm. Probably West Coast, uh, LA maybe. Toasted ravioli or Emo's pizza? Oh, yeah. I haven't even eaten Emo's pizza, so I have to say toasted ravioli. I... And that was uh, that was good. That, that was good. the first time I tried it. I've tried it two times. One time with uh, some salsa on it. It was it was delicious. Actually, they brought it to the to the training ground last year, uh, so it was it was delicious. The St. Louis fans applauding that uh, right as we speak. Um, favorite city moment this season? Uh, well, it must be the home opener. I mean, making history uh, and seeing a full stadium, fantastic atmosphere. Uh, and also on top of that, a win. So, yeah, the home opener. Fantastic. Um, when you travel with the team, who do you sit with? <laughs> I, I, since I'm still injured and been injured for a while, I haven't traveled, uh, unfortunately. But probably if I go with uh, Ras, Rasmus Alm, uh, my Swedish brother. Fantastic. Um, secret skill nobody is talking about. I haven't got any skills. Um, I play a bit guitar um, and, and and sing a little bit. I wouldn't say I'm great, but I, I enjoy it. Um, if but it's not a huge skill. Um, I'm very good at sleeping at like if you go on trips, if you go with a bus or with the with the flight with the airplane, I will fall asleep directly. So that is a, I mean, Ooh. as a father of two, I enjoy <laughs> trips like that. <laughs> Fantastic. So good sleeper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so we're going to go through uh, your fact sheet. Uh, Born in February 1994 in Hanosan, Sweden. Hanosan, yeah. Uh, You're a centre back by trade. That's right. You've represented three clubs in Sweden, making 133 appearances, scoring five goals. I don't know. Maybe you you have the stats, so you know it better than me. You moved to the Bundesliga in uh, Bundesliga two in 2019 um, for Armenia Bielefeld, making 85 appearances and scoring five goals again. Uh, you moved to St. Louis City SC in June 2022, and you've represented the Swedish national team at under 19s, under 21s, and a national level where you have 14 caps. Correct. Yes. Yeah, sounds sounds right. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to go into the next section. So, growing up, where did so talk to me about um, uh, Harnesand? Growing up in Sweden, what was it like? Uh, small town. I think it li- have like twenty five thousand people living there. Maybe twenty twenty five. Uh, fantastic city. It's like in a 
we say it's the north part of Sweden, but actually, if you split Sweden into two parts, it's kind of in the middle of Sweden. So, uh, um, lovely city it is, but small. And talk to us um, about soccer in Sweden. How popular is it? Is it the main sport? Um, it is the main sport. Uh, although in in the north part, as I said, where I come from, maybe hockey is a little bit bigger. Um, I would say, but I mean, growing up as a kid, you everyone is playing soccer. So, uh, yeah, soccer is the biggest sport in in in, in Sweden. Uh, who introduced you to the beautiful game? Uh, yeah, the parents, of course. Uh, but obviously, I had my brother who is twelve years older than me, who started as a pro in um, also my first professional club uh, when he was, I think. 17 16 17 so i followed him and uh, he has been inspiration for me so yeah so two professional footballers in the same family yeah that's that's pretty cool for a town like that and he was also uh capped internationally yeah i think we got around about the same amount of caps maybe he's got a few more fantastic and um how did he influence your hunger for the game did he coach you was he like a mentor was it that sort of relationship i mean as I got older, I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, like, in, when, when, especially when I moved to Germany, because uh, he also moved to Germany yet when he was to same age as I did. Uh, he had experience from that, so I mean, I, I always take advice from him. From him, uh, whether it's like what what to eat, nutrition, or uh, how to sleep, or because uh, we played also in, this, in the same position, so um, I mean, therefore, I could ask him how to think uh, whenever I, I wanted. It was just a phone call away, so it's been. And now he's my agent also, so yeah, agent, yeah, yeah, fantastic. He's al- he's always been kind of my agent, but now he's on official my agent as well. Has he been coming out to see you? He's actually coming next week. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you, you climb the ranks in uh, Swedish football. Uh, Sundsvall is where people start really paying attention to you. Like, What was the experience like playing at that, that level in Sweden? Yeah, first I played in my in my hometown with the first team there. Whereas in second division, I would say that is the, we call it second division, but it's actually the f- third, fourth, fourth division in, in Sweden when I was 15. But then I started kind of, college uh, in Sundsvall where I also got to start playing and training with the first team at the age of 17 uh, a little bigger city and uh, it's the the city where they have the best um, football club uh, soccer club in 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 the north part of Sweden so it was big for me and obviously when my brother also took that like step playing in that club and uh, I was very happy uh, to be able to join that team. Did you um, did you feel like it was predestined that you were going to be a professional footballer? Was there any ever doubt? There was a doubt. I was way better in, in handball actually because I was one of the... Uh, do, you know, do you even know what handball is? Oh, I've, I know <laughs> the Barcelona have got a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but handball is also pretty big in, in Sweden. Uh, and I was, like I said, I was better if you compare that that age. Uh, I played in the national team. We didn't play any official games, but uh, I was nominated for the national team by then, 15 years old, uh, which I wasn't in the um, in football, in soccer. 
So, but seeing my brother like taking, uh, moving to to Sundsvall was of course. In the end, it was because of him I I, I chose soccer instead. So in February 2016, you get the call that Elfsborg wants to sign you for 500,000 euros. Um, did this feel like a moment where you were like, I mean, that's a, that's a big name in Swedish football. This is going to be, this is going to be a good career. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it is and was at that point uh, one of the maybe fifth biggest clubs in Sweden, and they always did well. They went to European qualifiers um, um, like almost every season. So of course, this was a a step in the right direction for me and I think uh, that's why I, I chose this. I think it was not too big of a step and uh, also moving within Sweden first was, was very important for me. Uh, so um, yeah, it was a great move, absolutely. Did you start as a centre-back there or did you? There, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I played as a midfielder when I was 13 maybe, but uh, whenever I moved to, to Sundsvall, I started as a central, central defender, centre back. So, eighty-four appearances later, um, you're offered the chance to move to Bundesliga two side Armenia Bielefeld. Um, what was the thinking behind this move? Uh, yeah, I played for yeah, what was it almost five years within the highest league in, in Sweden. I wanted to try something different. So uh, when they called my agent and showed interest. I mean, I didn't know that much about the club itself, but I, I really wanted to try something different. And also, once again, my brother, he took that step moving to Hoffenheim uh, and they were playing in the second league. And I saw him promoting to, to the Bundesliga like the f after the first year. So that was like kind of a, yeah, I, I wanted to do that as well. I mean, I knew that they were having a good end of the season before, so therefore, I, I, yeah, I thought let's go, let's go for it. Uh, I wanted to try something different, and it turned out pretty well. Did you speak German at all, or was it like just get down there and pick it up? Nothing at all, to be honest. Uh, I took Spanish classes. I don't know why. Probably because my friends did it <laughs> yeah. back in school. Uh, I should have taken German. Uh, classes instead because that's what I really wanted to do I wanted to move to Germany because of my brother also uh, but no I felt like a clown those first days in Germany to be honest how long did it take you to like acclimate to Germany and like pick up the language of the dressing room yeah I mean the the soccer terms you get pretty quick. I had German classes when I arrived there with my wife also, uh, which was very good, important for me. I, I really wanted to uh, to understand what the coach was saying, what the guys in the locker room was were saying. So uh, didn't last very long until I I kind of got the football uh, the soccer terms, and uh, which was obviously the most important part. Uh, then uh, now I would say that I understand. It's hard to say, but depending on what you talk about, but seventy to eighty percent I understand now, and can. It's hard to talk. I mean, the the, Ger the German grammar is uh, is a little bit different, um, but pretty similar to Swedish though. So that made it a little bit easier. Uh, but it was important for me, so I I tried to learn as quick as possible. Did moving to Germany teach you anything about yourself that maybe you didn't know before? 
Yeah, I did for sure. I mean, I would say before the moving abroad, uh, I was pretty comfortable, like liking like the normal daily routines. Uh, I was always been, and I mean Sweden, whether in the north part or south part, it's it's pretty the, the same. And I wanted to, like I said, try something different and go out of my like comfortable zone, uh, which you really have to, especially in a in a country where and in a city where maybe of course they talk english but like during sessions we only talk german and that is also one thing that i i wanted to challenge myself when we had uh roman berkey on the podcast he said when he moved to germany speed was the thing that changed with him everything was a lot quicker um did you uh, was there anything that you noticed about the bundesliga two club that was different to Sweden and is there anything that you had to change in your game to you know to really hit the ground running yeah absolutely the speed and the intensity was one level higher at least from from what I was having and playing in in, in Sweden absolutely also the like the fitness the duels uh, were, were tougher uh, so I, I I learned that pretty quick, and I, I learned that you have to be a little bit rough in, in in that league, especially the second league. I mean, we we was we were a team that that wanted to play, uh, build up from the back, have a lot of possession, which ki- kind of it's not uh, that playing style that when you think about German football, maybe you think about that. So, but in a good way. I mean, we we had to deal with both both uh, possession while. Um, while being aggressive, while being uh, some games, you just have to play like uh, like a disgusting, disgusting soccer, playing easy. <laughs> uh, so had to learn it that way. Yeah. So you you moved to the club knowing that they'd had a good season previously. You had an eye on promotion. Talk to me about like the first season there and how it went. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't know. That much about the team, too much. Uh, but I, I sat on the bench for the first two games. We played two draws. Uh, I came on on the, th- in the third game and we won. I scored actually in my my debut there, uh, which was fantastic. And uh, after that, it felt like we were just winning, we were winning, winning, winning. Um, whether we played well or we played bad, we were in a in a good streak, uh, had good mentality in the group, and uh, suddenly it was the end of the season. COVID came, COVID hit, COVID hit, so we didn't know what would happen. I mean, there was discussion discussion about cancelling the 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 seasons, not only in Germany but in the rest of Europe, and I'm, I don't know, maybe here also. I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, that dream we were really having in the end of of the season we, we weren't really sure if that was going to happen or, or or not so but fantastic season um so the, the only thing now uh, when we promoted the only thing that i really miss is that we couldn't ce- celebrate with the fans because bielefeld as a as a city is a big big they have a big base of soccer fans and uh, fantastic fans so uh, unfortunately, we we were not allowed to to do that. What a, and you know I, I've read up about like the fan base. They look loud. It's like very visually arresting when you see the fans that sit in the north end there, the support section. Do you see some parallels between what you had in Germany and you know what you're about to get when you run on the pitch here? 
hundred percent. I mean, I was a little bit, to be honest, surprised over. I mean, the home opener, of course. I mean, that was just crazy. But how people talk about soccer here in 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 St. Louis, and everybody's like, I totally love soccer, and I didn't believe that was the case before moving here. But now you see it um, every game now, two games back home here fantastic supporters so uh, just keep going and um, love I would love to p- be out on the pitch to play for them as well fantastic um, so you you get promotion stepping up to the Bundesliga it's a it's a big challenge like what what excited you about that challenge and what did you go did you did, did it change how you you went into work every day was there like an element of fear about maybe not fear but like nervousness like you've you're you're at the top of German football yeah, you didn't know what to expect. I mean, it is one of the best leagues in the world for sure. Uh, and now you're about to face the best players in one well, a few best players in the world. Absolutely. But for me, it was just a challenge that I, I mean, I really wanted to take. I mean, fantastic to play against these players and every 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 week and uh, to play and uh, challenge yourself out on the pitch to become better. Uh, which is why I play this game. I want to become better, and uh, to to do that was it was great. Uh, but obviously, we had a tough season, season, uh, and uh, those good games where we uh, where we maybe played well, and but uh, the opponent got some chances and didn't score. They did it now in 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 Bundesliga. I mean, they took took those chances that uh, maybe teams in the second league missed. So uh, that was one big, like, yeah, if you compare it uh, in the first league to second league, like they took advantage of, of those chances in, in that league. So you go from one season where you're winning every week and then you, you get a promotion and then it's, it's, it's not the same. Like you're a, you're a leader in the dressing room. Like how do you, how do you manage the emotions of everybody else because it's not you know you're dealing with you know your own challenges but you've got to lift everybody else what's that um what's that like as an athlete i mean you always want to win and i mean there we are different as as persons of course uh, when you have a tough uh, tough season or when you when you play bad in moments and, and you have to stick together and that's what we really had to do i mean we knew that we were Maybe not supposed to be one of those top five, six uh, teams in the league, but you want to challenge yourself. You want to you want to win against those teams, which we also did. But I think the problem we had over over two seasons in Bundesliga is that we we tied too many games. We didn't lose uh, that many games if you look now afterwards, but we tied too many games. We um, and it's important to get those three points in in soccer. So you're you're going through um, you're going through that season. It's challenging, but obviously you're doing something right because other clubs are paying attention to you. Um, did you did you know that club, clubs were watching you through that season and keeping an eye on on, on your career? I mean, like I said, Germany and uh, the interest around it. I mean, you know that you have your eyes on you. Uh, and uh, my agency, they they're based in in Germany. Also, of course, we have a communication. But during a season, the focus is just to perform, and it was to try to save the, to save and 
hold the cl- the um, the club in the in that league in the first first Bundesliga uh, for that year also, which we didn't make the last our, our last year, my last year there. Um, but yeah, of course, uh, there were interests. So, how did you get introduced to City? How how did you become aware that uh, Luch Fanenstiel was paying close attention to to your game? Yeah, I mean that German connection together with my my agency uh, was a big part of it. Uh, I mean they know Lutz from before and what he did in in Germany. Um, so that's how it started through my agency and 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 um, yeah, we had a first contact and it uh, at first I to be honest I this is, was not. I, I really enjoyed the time back in Germany and I thought maybe that we were supposed to, to stay there. But as soon as Lutz and, and the club, uh, they reached out and was telling me about the project um, and my whole family about it. Um, it, it was really interesting. So you're part of a generation of uh, younger players in their, you know, he- heading into their prime that are making the decision to move to MLS um, you could have gone to lots of different places in Europe. Um, what was the appeal of coming to uh, like a brand new club in a city you probably hadn't gone to um, in in a league on the rise? Like what 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 got you excited and what made you think I'll, I I want to go and investigate that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you you didn't know what to expect, of course not. But like the project and a clear idea, the vision from the club. I mean, it sounded too good. I mean to to say no to uh, absolutely, and of course there was a lot of questions, not only for me but for my wife and as as a family. But this club and how they handle that situation, and to answer those questions and really feel that it's not only me, it's the whole family, and we really want you. And to feel like that was was important, of course, but also that like the MLS, I've seen. Uh, like back overseas, maybe if you go back five years, they they were talking about this league is about players coming in their last years of the, of the contracts uh, of their of their um, careers. Um, just wanted to sh- show off, uh, show up and and do one or two two years before they retire. But that's not the case anymore. Uh, you see good players coming at their their prime. And I think now also the hype before the World Cup is is one big thing. Also, why I I, I really think this the league is going to continue growing and continue to grow. And um, yeah, that's that's of course one one big thing why I, I I chose to come here. So there are rumors that Alexander Steen and Oscar Sunkvist were enlisted to help with your recruitment. Can you confirm or deny this? Con- con- can confirm absolutely I mean I think it was Lutz once again who uh, <laughs> he got the the contact to Alex Alex and, and Sanquist and they, they called me and uh, Alex is actually he's living close to my hometown which was also like a uh, connection there uh, and he was telling me about his years here which he really loved uh, I mean and he he was, like I said, we had a lot of questions, but he helped us solving those questions and like uh, preparing us what to, what to expect over here. And he um, he really loved the, the city. Uh, also did Oscar before before <laughs> before moving. Um, 
So they had a big part, of course. It's always like uh, Swedish guys. If you talk to them and they say it's all right, then it it means it means a lot. Yeah. Did you get to see uh, a game? Did yeah. you go? So you I came did. and did the the full tour of the city. You mean a Blues game? Or, yeah. yeah, I did. I did like three, four weeks ago. It, it was it was great. Fantastic. Um, so when um, did did you come here pre-signing to check out the place, or did you sign from now Germany? That, that we wanted to try to fix that. Of course, you want to see it in person. I couldn't though because my my wife we were we were expecting our second child and. Uh, also with this with the season and a lot of games, it was hard to find that that spot to go go over here. Uh, so I think I had one like FaceTime tour with uh, was it Bowman within the club or Vin or, or someone just to show me like uh, nice p- spots or uh, around the around the town and of course the the facility and and stuff. So uh, yeah, and. Um when when did you get introduced to Bradley and what was the conversation there? Bradley also short after the contact with Lutz Bradley, um, I think he, he called me or he just sent me a voice message on on WhatsApp, like explaining how he see me as a player, how he want to use me as a player, uh, that he really wanted me, um, and also the, like the vision from the from the club. The, uh, so that's how, how it's that started. And how would you describe yourself to the fans? Like they they've they've seen the YouTube videos, but like what can they expect from you as a player when you step out onto the pitch? Wow, that's always hard to describe yourself as a player. But uh, left-footed, which is not that common in 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 this game as a as a central defender. I tried to to help my team to. To get control from the back in the build-up, uh, absolutely. I think I would say that I'm a leader on the on the, on the pitch. I try to help my teammates, uh, especially maybe the the uh, teammates around me, closest to me during games. Um, so yeah, but it's always hard to to describe yourself. So you 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 said that when you played in Germany, um, you played for a, a team that was more possession based. Um, you're coming into a team that um, maybe doesn't prioritise possession in the same way, but they do prioritise defenders that like to play out the back. Mm. Would you say that um, your passing out the back is a key component of your game? Yeah, I mean, I think we need both. Uh, my first year in Bundesliga, as Zweite Bundesliga, second Bundesliga, uh, we really had a lot of possession. But you saw when, when in the first league, you, you didn't really have have it like when you taking that next level uh so so i think that was good for me also to have that mix which we also need i mean we are really good in transitions we are high intensity i mean runs in the defense and in the offensive part and we're really tough to play against the ball but also with the ball we got a lot of quality i think now last game against uh, san jose uh, we we played a fantastic game with the ball and i think we need that mix to to be to perform well during the whole season so yeah you've been watching um your you know brothers your defenders um uh play like have you been impressed by what you've seen so far from lucas kyle um, absolutely 
Absolutely. I mean, now also with uh, Kyle being nominated to the uh, national team, fantastic, and he totally deserves it. You see, at uh, in this league also that I saw it last year that he could, can perform on a high, at a high level, and also this this year he's been performing well, uh, fantastic. And the rest of the guys now, Lucas coming in, uh, hasn't played that much with the team, but now he he looked like he played like. 60 MLS games so uh, and also Tim a leader uh, you know he's got the experience uh, so I've been impressed um, some fans have mentioned that they're um, impressed by the quality of uh, of depth that every you know I think um, Bradley talks about like the the next man up um, approach or the mindset of the game um, did, did you expect the depth to be so strong uh, I mean you want it to be that way uh, to because stuff happens during a long season absolutely injuries and, and and other things so you want it to be it that way uh, and I, and I think the club want wants it as well uh, I mean if you don't have someone to, to c- compete against every every training it's a risk that you get c- too comfortable so I think everybody needs to show every training that they they really want to play and, uh, and to perform as close as 100% as, as possible. Uh, and I think that will take the team forward. And um, so, yeah. The, the question on a lot of fans' lips, like, you know, you're a very exciting signing. Um, they want to see you out on the pitch. You've suffered an injury so far this season. Is there like a, an update that you can give to the fans on, you know, how recovery is going? Uh, recovery is, is going great, uh, especially the, these last two weeks uh, I've started to do some if you can call it running drills we have an RTG which is pretty pretty cool with a gravity treadmill uh, where I run at the moment Um, I'm not allowed to to run on the pitch yet but I can do I got the same strength in my both quads uh, and the, the muscles around the knee which is very happy uh, very important for my for my injury so uh, it's it's hard to say a, set a date or so, something but uh, hopefully in maybe three months I'm I'm playing games for for St. Louis City that's very exciting how, how, has it um, I mean you're, you're a top class athlete so motivation isn't a problem but when you're injured and you want to be out on the pitch um, like how, what what have you sort of lent on to get you through the period um, of, of you know a testing time I mean just watching the the home opener and uh, for the guys to be able to play in front of these fantastic fans that is a huge motivation for me I just want to be out there and to enjoy that feeling I, I got goosebumps standing, staying here in the in the, in the stand so uh, that is a huge motivation for, for me and also now when we are performing uh, of course I'm a part of the team but you always when you're injured you 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 don't really feel that you're 100 percent part of the team you you want to be out there uh for sure so uh that is a big motivation for me have you had the chance to integrate with uh with the squad on a sort of day-to-day basis yeah i'm i'm there every day every training uh so the mornings uh i come at the same same time as the rest of the guys doing breakfast they go out. I stay in the gym, uh, unfortunately, but uh, then we have the lunch together. And uh, I think it's important also for me to, to like I said, you, you don't feel like you're 100% with the group because there's always going to be 
they're gonna have actions on on the pitch that they talk about in the locker room where, where you you just don't know what happened. Uh, but on the other hand, it's good to yeah, there's a new team, uh, new new guys, and uh, it's nice to 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 get to know them uh, and spend as much much time as possible with them. So looking forward. Um what are your what are your hopes and dreams for this season? So come come the end of the season, what what would what would you like to have achieved with the with the team? Yeah, I don't really like to to set up a like a goal on like a position position that we have to end up it with. We we've been pretty clear in the, within the team that we take every every sixth game and and uh, to to break it down. Do you say that break it down to uh, and. Uh, of course, we want to get as much point as possible. But I think the most important thing is that we stick to our principles and stick to the game plan that, and those things that we are good at at the moment. Uh, and if we do it over a long season, I think we can see some good things. See where we go. And uh, final, final question from me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a message for the fans? Uh, message like keep doing what you guys are doing. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm surprised uh, that the atmosphere was that great. I mean, fantastic. I I get goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, and I will be out there soon. So wait for me. Fantastic. Well, we're all looking forward to seeing you out there soon. Before we leave, mm-hmm. um, we did put out uh, a little tweet yesterday of you on uh, on an exercise bike and asked fans if they had any questions. So uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions just okay. to sit out. Okay, we've got at STL Van City SC. Um, so excited to have you back. Are you still able to spend time with the rest of the team as you recover? What do you think about our start to the season? Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about that. And I... I, I like I said, I enjoyed the time I get to to be with the guys at the facility, the mornings, uh, and to to watch them. We we got like a uh, the gym, and then we got a like kind of a window where you can watch the the, the pitch where they train. So I, I see uh, how how they perform, uh, and uh, and I see the trainings, uh, but. Uh, so that that is good to to be to be there every day with the guys. Absolutely. What was the last part of the? Uh, I think you've covered the what start. Do you think the start, start of the season. Yeah. yeah, I mean, couldn't really ask for more in in terms of points. Uh, I think the last game now it was our best performance, and I think this is a standard that we want to put on, uh, put up, um, and I hoped and I believe that we can continue that way. Fantastic. Um, this is from Bayern Tim. Like to hear him talk about his role as a mentor to the younger players um, during his injury. Can't wait to see you on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've been playing at a pretty high level for for, for some time, and uh, of course, I wanna um, just share my experience, and especially maybe the the, the guys who plays at in the same position as me, um, but. So yeah, I, I try to do as much as possible when people need that. Um, also, we've got some Scandinavian guys. Uh, it's also now when they move here, uh, it was good for me to to come here. And I actually came here in August, even if I signed in July, uh, to have that 
five six months uh, to know how it is because it, it's it's challenging to move overseas mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that uh, besides the soccer part you need to take care of so i've been helping rest and and especially uh, isaac also with, with that stuff i think uh, so yeah i try to to share my experience brilliant i've got um Scott Crisioni, sorry if I butchered that surname. Um, from all your travels, has anything stuck out to you about St. Louis, its people or city? Uh, first of all, the people, I mean, so great people, so nice people, way different than I'm used to, to be honest. Uh, so open, social, I mean, uh, which is so, I mean, you get just happy when people there. I, th- I remember my, I think it was my second day here. I just walked in the supermarket and people started commenting my, my clothes. And I was like, nah, this wouldn't happen in Sweden. But I mean, I, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so the people here, they are, are nice. And uh, within the club, uh, willing to help so much. So that has been very helpful for me and my, my family, absolutely. Great, got two more. The, uh, this one is a, a detailed one. Uh, it comes from D Song Footy. After coming from a side with such a direct style of play like Armenia, how exciting is it to have a guy like Klaus up front ready and willing to take down any ball from the back line and get you involved as a playmaker from deep? Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, the first year in Bundesliga, we had a lot of ball possession. The last two years, we had to change. We changed the coach, well, the system. Uh, we got a little bit more direct. And uh, we want to be pretty direct over here also. I mean, uh, we but we still want the mix to be, to be able to be confident from, from the build-up in the back. Uh, but as, as he or she is writing about, uh, to have a striker who can do both, to ca- can uh, run, run deep in the channels to, to create space for other people uh, and players, but also being there as a tank, as a... Uh, take the ball, use his big body and uh, play it simple there. I mean, it's always something that you you really want to have. Yeah. So he's been fantastic this season so far and I'm pretty sure, I'm sure we will see more out of him. I've got uh, the last question. It's a fun one. At Dobes 10 what was it like going up against the king in training? With the king, I guess they mean uh, Slatan then, or it could be Klaus. I mean, it could be either one. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's go with Slatan for this question. We just spoke about Klaus. <laughs> yeah, we will go with Slatan, and I mean, he's the biggest, biggest soccer player Sweden has ever had, and um, I mean, him just being there, uh, he he brings confidence. It's hard to describe, but that guy is so experienced and he's been performing on a top top level for so many years you see now he's back with the national team also he's 42 turning 43 or yeah something like that and um yeah i played a couple of times with him with it, with his team doing trainings and against but you want to play with him that's for <laughs> sure <laughs> brilliant all right well that wraps up the city voice podcast Joachim, thank you so much thank for joining much. thank you i think the fans will have enjoyed that podcast and if you are listening to this um on youtube uh give us a five-star rating if you're on a podcast leave us a nice review and uh and and say that it was great and then you'll come back for another episode in the future and on that note we'll say ciao for now thank you <laughs>